is coming up now on Established in the Faith. The cross of Christ is the dividing line, ladies and gentlemen. For all who reject the cross, the end result will be judgment. But for all who accept what Jesus did for us at Calvary's cross, it will save. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 17, move down if you will to verse 8. Numbers 17 and verse 8, and it came to pass that on the morrow Moses went into the tabernacle of witness And behold, the rod of Aaron, for the house of Levi was budded, and brought forth buds, and bloomed blossoms, and yielded almonds. And Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord unto the children of Israel, and they looked, and took every man his rod. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning. God's remedy for the rioting. As I stand here before you today, May the 31st of 2020, we all watched the scene unfold before us this week as a Minneapolis police officer subdued a suspect. The man was forced down on the pavement and held there for eight minutes, and as a result of that, the man died. Ladies and gentlemen, such a thing should not have been done. It should not have happened. But it did. The video of this particular incident went viral. The news media got a hold of it and they've now put their twist on it. They have gone out of the way to find other incidents across the country, and they're trying to share that now. And they want to make this thing look like a pandemic, that there are corrupt police officers all across our country today, and this is happening. And ladies and gentlemen, that is not the case. Our our, our police officers are there to serve and to keep us safe. And that is for the majority of what is in our country. But this thing has grown into something else. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing wrong with protesting. We should be able to exercise our freedom of speech. And such situations of this there needs, there needs to be protest. 
but it needs to be peaceful protest. Going in and tearing up everything and violating other people's rights, that is not a peaceful protest. God help us today. Our cities look like war zones with cars burned out and flipped upside down and buildings are being burned and people are looting things. Folks, that is not a peaceful protest. And you have no right, whomever you may be, that is participating in such. And incidentally, a lot of the people that you see doing all this destruction are being paid to do it. And let me just remind you again, this is an election year. And there are powerful forces in our country today that want to overthrow the government by any means necessary. Government has been ordained of God. When government ignores the Word of God... The people under that government suffer. They live in poverty and fear. And they have little to no freedom. But when government goes according to the word of God, then the people under such government will flourish, will have the opportunity to prosper, they will have freedom And our country was founded on the Judeo-Christian principles of this Bible that I hold in my hands today. And the reason our country has enjoyed the blessings that we have enjoyed, it's been because our foundation is the Word of God. Now, there was rebellion and rioting. In Israel, you can read about it in the 16th chapter of the book of Numbers. It all started when a man by the name of Korah, Dathan and Abiram, they did not like the way things was going and they wanted to overthrow the government of God and substitute a government of their own making. And these... Three individuals, somehow they persuaded 250 other men in Israel, famous men, men of renown, the Bible says, persuaded these men to gather themselves against Moses and against Aaron. The government that God had established over Israel for that day. The efforts of these individuals were to gain the priesthood for themselves. They looked at the priesthood as a mere political office, a way in which they could push their agenda and have their way. They accused Moses of bringing Israel out of Egypt bringing them out in the desert so that he could set himself up as a prince over the people. What in the world were these people thinking? Did they have any idea what they were doing? I I don't think they did. 
You see, Moses and Aaron, they did not choose to be in the position that they were in. God chose those two men and anointed those men for the positions that they were in. God gave to Moses the Ten Commandments. In the mind of God, to go up against Moses is the same as going up against the authority of God's Word. Aaron was the first high priest of Israel, and the priesthood was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the mind of God, to go up against Aaron, to go up against the priesthood, to use the priesthood for your own personal agenda, is to set yourself up against God Himself and to go against the Lord Jesus Christ. Did these people know what they were doing? I don't think they did. God told Moses, tell every one of them to take a censer. Put fire therein and put incense thereon. Tell all of these men to come and stand before the tabernacle tomorrow. And I'm going to show you who I have chosen. The censer was a fire pan. And a coal of fire would be put in it with incense. And it would go up before the Lord. All of this was to be used in the service of God. The service of the Lord. That censer, that fire pan was a type of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Putting fire in it, the fire was to come from the brazen altar of sacrifice. That fire coming from the brazen altar. The brazen altar is a type of the cross of Christ. The fire is a type of the judgment of God upon sin. You take fire from that ignition and you put it inside that censer. And then you pour incense thereon. The incense was a special mixture that God gave to Moses to be used exclusively in the service of God. That incense typified the perfect life of the Lord Jesus Christ that was given for you and I who is now making intercession for us. The censer, the fire, the incense, all of that typified the atoning, mediatorial and intercessory work of Jesus Christ and what He did on Calvary's cross on our behalf. That's what it represented. And they all stood there before the tabernacle that day, 250 of them, but three of them was missing. They decided to stay home. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. These three men were Levites. They remembered what happened to Nadab and Abihu when they offered strange fire before the Lord in their censers and God smote them on the spot. And they refused to go up to the tabernacle that day. We're going to stay home. These three men were trying to avoid the judgment of God. Let me tell you something. You cannot avoid the judgment of God. Judgment is coming. If sin is involved, judgment will come. 
The only way, listen to me, the only way you will avoid judgment is through and by the cross of Jesus Christ. And that is it. There is no other way to avoid the judgment of God. And these men say, oh, we're going to stay home. But that's all right. Judgment came. And it wasn't a pretty picture. The Bible says the ground opened up and swallowed Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Their families, their houses, and all that pertained unto them fell right straight down into the flames of hell and closed up on them. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. They are in hell right now being tormented for their rebellion against God. All of those 250 men standing there with their censers in their hands. The Bible says fire came out and consumed every one of them, burned them. You would think that after having witnessed such a thing, that Israel would have humbled themselves. And that that would have put a stop to the rebellion and the rioting, but it did not. Because the Bible says the next day, rebellion broke out. Number 16, verse 41 But on the morrow, all the congregation, the children of Israel, murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. And this time God sent a plague. Verse 46, Numbers chapter 16. Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer, put fire therein from off the altar, and put on incense, and go quickly into the congregation, and make an atonement for them. For there is wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. And Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation. Verse 48. And there he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. Verse 49. 14,700 died about the matter of Korah. And I want you to get this. The same censor that brought judgment to the 250 men standing in front of the tabernacle was the same type of censor that was used to save Israel from the plague. The cross of Christ is the dividing line, ladies and gentlemen. For all who reject the cross... The end result will be judgment. But for all who accept what Jesus did for us at Calvary's cross, it will save. The cross of Christ is the only thing that stands between mankind and eternal hell. Now here's what God did to prevent any further Writing in Israel. Numbers chapter 17 verse 1. God told Moses to tell each one of the leaders there in Israel. The head of each one of the twelve tribes of Israel. Take a stick, a rod. Write your name on it. That would have been twelve rods. Take Aaron, take a rod for Aaron and write his name on that rod. Take all 13 of these rods and lay them up in the tabernacle overnight. And the one that I choose will bud. 
And man, let me tell you something, the competition started. I mean, there was people scurrying about, clamoring about, trying to find the best stick. Woo, look at this pretty pine stick that I got. Oh, that ain't nothing. I got me a pretty hickory stick. Look how pretty this hickory stick is. Well, that ain't nothing. I found me an oak stick. I found me an original free will Baptist stick. Well, ours is just a free will Baptist stick. We found us a Pentecostal stick. Well, we didn't pay attention too much to what type of stick it was because we decided we was going to paint ours red. We really want ours to stand out to God. Oh, that ain't nothing. We wanted to keep the natural beauty of the wood. We sanded ours down, and we put two coats of polyurethane on our stick so that thing would really shine before the Lord. Oh, that ain't nothing. Look how pretty the font is on our stick where we wrote our name. You say, Brother James, what in the world are you talking about, huh? I'm talking about the efforts of the church to try to get God's attention. Now, what Israel did in their day, I believe truly was to get God's attention. But what's being done in the church today, not so much, is to get man's attention not God's attention. What do you mean by that, Brother James? Well, a lot of churches today are working on the outward appearance of the building and the way things look to attract others into the church. It's got to look a certain way. It's got to have a certain name on it. If we ever get them in the church, you've got to be careful about what you say because you might offend somebody. It's more about not offending men than it is about offending God, see. And so sin is not addressed. and It's more of a man-centered gospel than it is a God-centered gospel. So my question to you today, is it... To get God's attention? What we're doing here at Friendship, is it to get God's attention? Or is it done to get man's attention? And Moses laid those rods up before the Lord that night. I wonder how many in Israel lost sleep that night. How many laid their head down on, that, on their pillow that night thinking that the way their stick looked and the way their name was written on it ever so eloquently, the, that, that somehow was going to get God's attention. God's going to choose our stick because we've done all this work. How many went to bed that night thinking, you know, their stick really looked better than mine. You know, maybe we should have painted ours red too. You know, maybe we should have went on radio like Brother James did. Maybe we should have built us a website. Maybe we should have done parking lot church like that church over there did. Well, maybe we should have went online and did like this church over here did. Are y'all getting me? Are you listening to me? 
How many of you have had problems and situations that hit you that day and you go to bed that night and you think back on it and you're thinking, man, if I'd only done that a little bit different, the end result would have been, are you listening to me? Which one will God choose? I'm going to tell you which one God will choose. God is always going to choose that which is according to His Word. That which was from the beginning. And God doesn't make any mistakes. And God's not going to change His mind. Because He makes no mistakes. He knew Aaron before he was even born. Called him before he was even born. To fill that position of the priesthood. And if you'd have gone in there and seen all them sticks laid up in the tabernacle. Aaron's rod laying there. It was just a stick. And that's the one that God chose. It wouldn't have made no difference what kind of stick it was. It's what God said in His Word from the very beginning. God's choice. Moses goes in the next morning... And it was Aaron's rod that had budded. Now, wait a minute. You say, well, Brother James, now what in the world has that got to do with all the rioting? How in the world did that stop the rebellion and the rioting in Israel of that day? And what in the world has it got to do with us today? Well, I'm going to tell you. That dead stick being laid in the tabernacle was a type of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ that died on Calvary. Being laid in the tabernacle overnight is a type of Jesus Christ being laid in the tomb for you and I. The rod budding and coming back to life was a type of Jesus Christ in His resurrection. But wait a minute, let's look at this a little further. Not only had this thing budded, but the Bible says, Numbers chapter 17, verse 8, Dana, it brought forth buds, bloomed blossoms, and yielded almonds. The buds represent new life. Only Jesus Christ can give you a new life. You say, Brother James, you don't know what I've done. I've ruined my life and I've messed things up and I want to start over. Well, that's good. You can start over today, and I don't know who you are, and I don't care what you've done. You can start over today. Jesus Christ can give you a new life. He said, The thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. You can have a new life, more abundant life. The blossoms, that dead stick bloomed Blossoms, those blossoms represent righteousness and holiness without which no man can see God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? Jesus Christ took your sin and he gave us his righteousness. If you make it, if you walk through that pearly gate, when you stand before God one day and he says, enter into the joy of the Lord, it won't be because of what you did. It's all going to be because of what Jesus Christ did for you at Calvary and your faith in that exclusively, ladies and gentlemen. And the Bible says that it yielded almonds. It brought forth fruit. The Lord wants us to bear fruit. God does not want a person to be a drain on society. 
God does not want people going out here tearing up everything, destroying things. God wants people to be fruitful. And there's fruit of the Spirit. And and it's exactly that. Fruit that only the Holy Spirit can bring about within your heart and life. But it can only be brought about as you place your faith in Christ, who He is and what He did. In Moses, verse 9, He brought out all the rods from before the Lord unto the children of Israel, and they looked. This of which I've tried to share with you today is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If the gospel, this of which I've tried to give to you today, is preached in every church in America, then the rebellion and the rioting will stop. Are you listening to me? But the gospel today is not being preached. And this of what you've just seen this past week is a sign of it. The gospel's being preached for other things to push an agenda an agenda for man not an agenda for God you see the difference see what I'm saying but this right here was God's remedy for the rioting and the rebellion If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy, and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.